What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Church Talks. I am in the greater metropolitan city of Cascade, Virginia, sitting on the kitchen table with one of my dear friends that has just cooked me an amazing vegetarian meal. Um, she outdid herself, but um, I'm going to let her introduce herself. It's Brenda. And Brenda, what do you want the people to know about you right off the bat? Just some basic information. Catherine. I'm retired. I have a bunch of grandchildren. I have uh, five sons. I am very active. I like to exercise. I like to cook. I like people. Um, I have a single mom support group that I um, that I lead out in at my church. My life is full. I've got a lot going on. I love it. And what y'all, you have a disadvantage if you're listening to this because you can't see her. She is a redheaded <laughs> fireball of an individual. And uh, we were just talking before before we started recording about how um, her passion just exudes out of her when she's speaking. And so I'm so excited for her to, uh, to dive in. You said that you're retired. And you're married. I don't know where your husband is today. He's somewhere. He's not here. <laughs> no. um, also, I'll mention that in her house, it is very quiet. Like, the quietest that I've ever <laughs> experienced. Like, it is it is the, like the epitome of tranquility here. And uh, But I love both of um, her and her husband, Michael. And I'll just say this, that um, I know you through the chiropractor. And so you, you come for your weekly adjustments there, you and Michael both do, and that is one component of a healthy lifestyle that you guys have incorporated into your overall lifestyle. Just as a first topic of conversation, um, what does chiropractic mean to you? Like, what, what brought you there? How has it impacted your life? Just because that's the connecting uh, piece of me and you. Okay. Well, I have been to chiropractors most of my adult life, I've always had um, some issues with my back and neck, and I would go to a chiropractor two or three times until I, re- I, I would mostly go and come out feeling worse than when I went in. Mm-hmm. So by the time I was in my 60s, um, I had pretty much sworn off of chiropractors because I'd been to five or six and just really not had very good experiences and certainly not had any help for Mm -hmm. anything. So, but that being said, uh, it's part of holistic medicine, which I'm very interested in. Um, I don't uh, take medications unless I absolutely have to for a very specific reason and for a specific period of time. I'm just mm-hmm. not on this take a pill the rest of your life program. That yeah. just doesn't work for me. <laughs> so Michael heard from some of his guys that he golfed with about uh, Dr. Thompson. He told me what they told him and I said, yeah, well, that sounds real impressive, but I'll tell you what, you go to him <laughs> and then I'll see what he does for you and then I'll decide if I want to go. So every everything that he told me about Dr. Thompson was just one of those too good to be true kind of conversations. But he, I, I really liked it because Dr. Thompson did the x-rays and, and did something that you could see, um, something that you could measure. 
And he said, he's going to do them again in a, in a couple more months. And I said, well, okay, mm -hmm. that is, that will be the tell right, right there. So I said, you make sure you get copies of the before and mm -hmm. the three, you know, three months from now or whatever, three or four months from now. And he said, okay. So he brought them home and I could see a curve in his neck starting to come back. And I went, darn, <laughs> something is happening. Yeah. And I, I signed up for one of the, the, the seminars, and I was so impressed with uh, Dr. Thompson's overall knowledge about health and how, how the spine is so important to your overall health. I said, this is, this is definitely for me. I can really trust somebody that, that uh, looks at your health in, in that kind of dynamic. So. I got my first adjustment, and I came home and I told my husband, I said, that is the wimpiest <laughs> adjustment I have ever had you in my life. You actually called it, what you call it, was it a snow, snowflake? Yeah, snow it was a snowflake <laughs> adjustment. That's exactly what it was. I remember you saying that. Oh, he, um, I was used to, you know, somebody like just uh, body slamming like, me. Like twisting you like a pretzel? Yeah, and, and it would really hurt. And... And it was such a gentle touch. Well, the next day, and after he did it, he said, yeah, you might be sore from this. And I thought, seriously? Oh my gosh. I don't think, the next day I woke up and I was sore. And I went, I just, what? whoa. Anyway, that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I have um, just really appreciated what he has uh, added to my health and so Man. yeah, and I love everybody down there. Well, really, nice. we love you, and so that's that's why I wanted to to bring that up first, is because like that's how I know you, and now like my dad is your insurance, insurance agent, agent. Yeah. and and I may be <laughs> soon. What a like trail of events that it, like this is turned into. Um, but yeah, like so I don't work in the office much, and so I don't like when I find out that I've missed you coming in, mm. um, and that happens sometimes, but. Like one of the first things that I remember that stood out uh, to me about you was that your sense of humor, obviously, and that we speak the same language language of sarcasm. Oh, yes. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, we're gonna be friends. And then, and then, sure enough, last summer, I was like, do you want to hang out? Like, you want to come over to my parents' house and play cornhole? And sure enough, y'all, this woman shows up and is playing cornhole. It was in my parents' driveway. And, uh, and then, like, you know, we went inside and, and hung out, and I was just like, what in the world? Like, why? I, I have, I'm friends. I'm 30 years old. I wasn't even 30 at the time. And I'm friends with somebody that's retired or whatever. And I'm like, but we're legit friends. <laughs> like, we text. And then you came when I was doing the chiropractic screening uh, at the golf tournament that your husband was playing in. And for free, like, you didn't get paid for that. Like, nobody twisted your arm. Like, you literally... Because of how much you believe in chiropractic and how it's affected and impacted your life, you were like, oh, I'll be glad to do this. Like, I'll be glad to, to help somebody else. And so you were just a living, breathing, walking billboard <laughs> as a believer of chiropractic. Mm -hmm. And uh, and you helped me so much that day. But the, the biggest benefit of, of that day, and I think it was two days, was that I got to talk to you like more on a personal level just while we were under the tent like dark o'clock in the morning and um and so I learned so much more 
about you that that we really didn't we hadn't gotten a chance to to get deeper into so that's where i learned about that not only do you lead a single mom's group but you have firsthand experience in that and so i would love for you to to go more in, in detail about that it's as much detail as you want to give into as, as your own history your own background how god is using that to impact so many other women in the community now well okay first of all let me just say uh, the age difference between us um, I, my intent is to live to be a hundred. So I have got to hang out with young people oh, just so I can have friends because you, <laughs> you know, all my friends that aren't doing right, aren't going to last, yeah. but, uh, but I am. And I, I, I appreciate your friendship. I think you might live to be a hundred. <laughs> don't come back before then. I think, I think you are well on your way. Um, but being a single mom. Catherine, no little girl ever says, I want to be a single mom when I grow up. Mm-hmm. That is not on anybody's list of, of goals and achievements, but, but it happens. And I was married for 12 years um, to a, a really fine Christian man and... Um, there was absolutely nothing wrong with him other than the fact that we just should never have gotten married. And it, it just didn't work out. At that point, I had one child, Jonathan, the light of my life. And, uh, and I, I went, started down that journey of being a single mom. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> some journeys you think about as, as a vacation. This was no vacation. I didn't have a college education. Uh, My job skills were uh, minimal. I was, I I, I did get a job as a secretary. I moved from Danville to Richmond because in Danville I couldn't, um, I just really couldn't make enough money to support myself and a child. Um, And plus I needed to get, I needed to get away. I was I was running away is what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was hard. It, it's hard being around your friends who were our friends. It was hard going to the same church that my um, ex-husband went to. It was hard. Just everything. It, I wanted yeah. to make a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Well, in that fresh start, I... Uh, I made a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes. I ended up getting pregnant. And if that doesn't rock your world, I don't know what does. Mm -hmm. Um, I was 32, should have known better, couldn't tell my parents because I knew that they would absolutely be horrified Finally, I was seven and a half months pregnant, and I had to, I had to, uh, I had to come clean. And I came home, and I told my mom, and I said, I can't tell Dad. You're going to have to tell him. And when I got back to Richmond, she called me, and she said, Your dad cried. I said. Was he that upset? She said, no. He was upset that you have 
gone the last seven months wow. without any support from your family. Wow. And um, I ended up having another little boy that is um, absolutely the most wonderful human being I've ever met, and I adore him. And you think you speak sarcasm. <laughs> you ought to hear this guy. He is so cute. Anyway, he, he's a doll. But um, I ended up coming back to Danville because I needed the support of my family. And, um, and I raised my two boys. And there were times when we had so little money. We had a, I had a couch in my living room and this is going to sound awful, but it would steal the, the change out of men's pockets. <laughs> and people would come to visit me. And I know the Lord would send them with a pocket full of change because they would leave. And I would go searching around in the, in the, oh in the couch God. and get the change. And we would, I mean, I don't think people really understood how we struggled but I would have cereal a lot of times but no milk and I would scrounge around in that couch and get the change and go down to the store and buy some milk walk down yeah. to the store because I didn't have a car either yeah. and buy some milk so but I don't think my boys ever knew how how really poor we were and I was trying to work and I was making just just enough to not be eligible for any kind of, of public assistance or anything like that. So, um, and actually I'm kind of glad because that was a motivating factor for me to get a job with benefits so that, so that we did not have to depend on, on, on the state for anything. Mm -hmm. And after 13 times of applying with the state, uh, at Division of Child Support Enforcement. Wow. I finally, um, well, I never did get a, a real job. I got a temporary job. Somebody told me, they said they're hiring down there temporary. And I had a, I had a full-time job. It wasn't a good job, but I had a full-time job. Mm -hmm. But I left that job so that I could go to work for the Division of Child Support Enforcement so that I would have um, a regular work schedule, not have to work on weekends and have health insurance for my children. So that ended up being such a blessing. And I know when I look back over my life, I, I, I see that as one of the, the greatest blessings that God gave to me because that turned into a, a 30 year career and it allowed me to be able to retire early with, with full retirement and um, and and it gave me and my boys um, a sense of security that we would not have had. And so um, so that was kind of my journey as as mm -hmm. a single mom. And you know, I could I could tell you lots of other things. Um, my youngest son's father, the abuse. After I found out that I wouldn't marry him, um, he became so incensed that he just, um, he just harassed me day and night. I mean, it was, I, I was so afraid of him. And 
on more than one occasion, he would break into my house while I was work, at work and leave two bullets on my nightstand. Mm -mm. And um, I would tell my friends, don't, if anything happens to me, you, it's him. He did it. And I, I, I mean, I really lived in fear. I lived yeah. in fear. So all of that being said, uh, many years later, well, 15 years, I was a single mom. And then I, I uh, met Michael on a blind date and not, so not looking for um, a second husband <laughs> at all. Figured, figured uh, you know, I, I had been happy for 15 years and why blow it? After 15 years of, of being single, it was going to take somebody to really rock my world to, to, for me to get back into another marriage. And um, it's unbelievable, but this, this man who's, you know, I, I look at him. Okay, I see Matthew McConaughey. That is who I see. Okay, you're laughing. Okay. I'm actually okay. laughing because I don't know if you watched the Super Bowl last night, but Matthew McConaughey was in a Doritos commercial. Oh, yeah? And he was one-dimensional, and he was just flat. So I'm laughing because the last vision I have of Matthew McConaughey is that he's flat and one-dimensional. Oh, so no. I'm, like, I'm oh, picturing no. now my Well, no, 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 no. yeah. He's just, he's the love of my life, and I, I just so appreciate him. But now it's almost um, 20 years after that, and I have had 20 years of the best years of my life. Mm -hmm. He, um, my boys were, uh, Scott was 12 and Jonathan was 18 when we met, and he helped me raise, particularly my, my youngest son, who did not have a, a, a good father figure in his life, mm -hmm. and they are so close, and it has just been, I have come full circle, and that being said, when I retired and was given this incredible opportunity to have a single moms group and be part of that, I just felt like I had so much experience in that area and such a, a testimony, and there were so many things in my life that there wasn't too much that some of the these mothers go through a hard time mm -hmm. but there's not much of what they go through that i can't relate to and while i it was happening you wonder god why am i having to go through this and truly most of it that i went through was my own fault i brought it on myself there was i can't absolutely cannot blame anything anything on anybody other than myself but for god to be able to turn my my failures and my mistakes and and turn them around and turn them into a ministry. It's just remarkable. Wow. That's crazy. I feel like I'm just like <laughs> like thinking like, man, that was a lot. But you like you you <laughs> I asked for it. Uh, but I wanted to, to recap a couple of those things. So not only did um in the like in the corporate world as far as a job goes you said 13 times that you had... It was 13 job applications to get on at Child Support Enforcement. At, okay, that's what it was. Right. And then you finally get in there. And I don't know if, if on your application or whatever, if it said like, 
hey, like, I am, I am not only trying to work here, but I'm also like, I'm, I'm a really good fit because I can empathize with like the people that we would be helping. Hmm. So I can only like assume that the ones that you were working with once you got in there were probably like, like, how did, how have you not been here sooner? You know, or like, where have you been? I mean, because hmm. I just, I, I see it as being such a, like a godsend for you to be in that situation, uh, you know, working for, I guess, is it for the state? For the state. For the state. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then not only that, but to be able to help now from uh, from a faith standpoint, you, you said it's through your church. Um, yes. It's in Danville. Yes. So I don't know much about the the denomination. I know you told me about the Seventh-day Adventist. But from what I do know, it's a very, it's a very disciplined lifestyle um, and very... I mean, just just from from what I know of you, like the the lifestyle that you live is not just one of like physical health and wellness, but um, but in your faith and your recognition of of the Sabbath and uh, and everything like that, like it's just it's so disciplined. And from what I've seen in a lot of churches, is that people who would be in the situation of of being a single mom and probably having the the shame of mm. you know whether they got pregnant out of wedlock or whatever, that I could see a lot of so-called Christians looking down on them or judging them Mm. and yet with you and and your background and and your you know your faith you're able to not just not judge and and shame them but be like I've been in your shoes Mm. like I've I've like experienced the same feelings and Mm. emotions that you have and I'm not condemning you like I'm not shaming you. Like I want to help you, and I don't want to be like this is not like a handout. Like this is like mm-hmm. a like I want to come alongside and like walk with you through this and support you. And I've never been in that situation, but I can only imagine like you would be the one that I would want to go to because knowing that, I mean, your heart is bigger than your personality, and that's <laughs> that's saying a lot. Uh, so and obviously, I mean, Michael just coming alongside and sweeping you off your feet or rocking your world so you say rock my world um man like what a special person to uh you know to be able to handle somebody with with a past Mm -hmm. and you know and with kids and then he had kids sons of his own Mm -hmm. um so y'all just came together like the brady bunch like and just made a beautiful life and had these boys where hopefully um you were able to raise these boys to to be respectable men um you know, and respectful to women and mm-hmm. how to be good fathers. And, uh, <laughs> like, I'm just, like, blown away by, like, your story and, and how God is using you to help people in that situation. Catherine, let me just go back to an experience that um, I had when I was when I was in Richmond and I was pregnant and trying to figure out what I was going to do. And, like I told you, I was seven and a half months pregnant before mm-hmm. any, before I shared it with any of my friends or family in Danville because I was so horrified at what I had done. Three of my friends from church called me and said, can we, can we come up and go to church with you in Richmond? And I said, well, sure, come, come on. They came up and the car was loaded with, with gifts for the baby. <laughs> And they gave me a, a little impromptu baby shower. And as we were sitting there, they said, Brenda, we want you to come back to Danville. And we want you to come back to church in Danville. And I said, 
I want to do that, but I don't know if I can. Mm -hmm. I am just, I just know that there are going to be people there that are going to have a big problem with this. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't want to offend anyone. And they looked at me and they said, they will have to go through us first. We will not let anyone say anything to you. They will have to get through us first. And, you know, that was, um, that was such a, a, a blessing to me to have mm -hmm. friends that, that were willing to do that. Um, and it just, you know, it's what Jesus does for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, he he stands in front of us between between us and God, and thank the Lord that we have that intercessor, that that perfect person to go between us and God, mm -hmm. because otherwise God would see who we were, mm -hmm. and we would never be accepted. But all He sees when He looks at me is He sees Jesus, and and to have people like that in my life, mm -hmm. um, it ju I just feel forever that it's my responsibility, that I have a responsibility to give back mm -hmm. to, to other people in that same situation because to pay it forward because certainly I was given grace during that time and um, to be able to give that to somebody else, it is, it's privilege. It yeah. really is. And it's so, it's so fulfilling, right? Yes. <laughs> like, you know, I think that, that, you know, to anybody that may not have like experienced it like you have, then it would almost seem more like a chore mm. or like a, you know, maybe a, a civil duty, like, you know, oh, well, this is my, my contribution to like helping somebody. But for you, it's like, this is like my calling. <laughs> this is not my just my career anymore working mm. for the state. Like this is my calling and mm. retirement or not, like I'm gonna continue to pour out love and and compassion to these women <laughs> until God takes you home mm -hmm. after we after you're a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But and I know you and you don't think you uh, mentioned this, but you know, you cook for them every mm -hmm. week. So they get uh, not just a home cooked meal, but a, a healthy yes. vegetarian meal. Mm -hmm. And now knowing that I have experienced your cooking, <laughs> I have tasted and seen that Brenda's cooking is good. Um, I'm like, these women are like even more blessed that they don't just get like a hug and a smile from you, but you feed their, their bellies and their spirits. Yeah. And, um, wow. Like it's just awesome. So if there's anybody, if there's anybody listening that, and maybe they're in, in, in the one or two categories, either they are a single mom and they're struggling and they're discouraged and, uh, you know, maybe they also are not able to qualify or whatever for financial assistance and they're struggling with finances, taking care of kids. Um, I mean, just their own mental health. I mean, mm. it's, it's, it can be depressing because you mm. probably feel isolated and alone. How would you encourage them to, you know, is there, is there something that you would encourage them to do or a place to go that maybe they could get help, especially if they're local or maybe just to speak into their, into their heart? Okay, we, um, our support group is based on a nationwide support group for single moms called the life of a single mom.com. Okay. I would encourage anyone, no matter where you live, to go to that website and find a support group mm -hmm. near you. 
I'll tell you, and they're all over the place. There's, there's, I think, like two or three in Greensboro. There's Danville. There's one in Danville. And uh, you can go to that website and see a listing of all of them. And it'll give you contact information on how to get in touch with the leader. Okay. But uh, and I'm also going to add that link in the, in the show notes of the podcast. Perfect. So if anybody's listening and you didn't remember what that was, was it the life of a single mom.com that's it and i'll add that to the to the show notes perfect when i was a single mom if i could have hooked up with a support group like this mm -hmm. it would have been such a blessing we we get usda food boxes that we take twice a month to the single moms we have a community services center uh with groceries clothes furniture just you know anything that you can think of that you might need um, we, we have all these resources in the community, counselors, this type of thing that, that, uh, that go on a sliding scale or give their services for free to single moms. All the time I am going and, and connecting with people in the community that I think that my single moms might benefit information that they might benefit uh, knowing mm -hmm. and trying to um, gather all this information for our single moms. But the biggest thing that they get is being able to sit in a room with other single moms, hearing their stories yeah. and saying, yeah, I went through that or, yeah. or, or I'm going through that right now or I'm so depressed or this is just my kids are driving me crazy, what do I do? And, and there's a group of women and there is a support there that nobody else understands. I have got, if you haven't been there, it's just so hard to understand yeah. what they're going through. Yeah. And so we, um, I'll send out a text and say, so-and-so um, needs, um, a car, her car is broken down. She's got $2,000. Anybody, anybody know? Well, you know, I will start getting text immediately in response. Yeah. I think so-and-so has one. Here's the address, or maybe she could contact this person. Yeah. And so there's this whole networking thing going on with the single moms. And there's just the relationships and the friendships that they form in that group are so emotionally necessary to get through this this time in their life and it it is that is what I would recommend if yeah. if you are in a situation go to that website and find that support group okay and so the second group of people would be those that maybe any relate um, but maybe they they want to they want to understand better or they even want to you know, show support, um, whether tangibly or emotionally in some way, what would people, whether it's in, you know, this community of like maybe what they could do. If, I don't know if you guys need, you know, resources or uh, I don't, I'm not going to give your personal information now, like if they want to do that, but if they wanted to, to give or support in some way, um, how could they do that? And if they're listening, they're in another state, another part of the world, what could they do in their community to help out and to support these women? Um, the life of a single mom.com does have a place where you can donate, okay. um, which is wonderful. And I, I, I certainly support them. 
But if you have a local support group in your area, mm -hmm. then I would really encourage you to contact that support group and see what you can do. As far as, suppose you wanted to become involved in a, in a single mom support group. Maybe you were a single mom, or maybe you know some single moms and you're just, mm -hmm. you just have that, that feeling that you, this is a ministry that you might be interested in. I can always use people on my team. Right now, um, because of COVID, several of my team had to, had to um, take off this year because they, they were just, they had family members and so forth that just sure. made it impossible for them to come and continue this. Right now, <laughs> I mean, not only do we need help with moms, but we have a full children's program that goes on during single moms meeting. I've got a, a meal that I prepare. I need somebody to clean up after that meal. Oh. I mean, I mean, I could use people. Um, if you didn't feel comfortable working with people, but you did not mind clean, washing pots and pans and cleaning up counters after the meal. I mean, there are so many ways that yeah. you could help in a ministry like this, and I would love to hear from them. Trust me, that would be beautiful. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this on the podcast so that I'm held accountable, but I want to help in some way. So if it's washing dishes, if it's, I mean, because I, I, I don't even know why I wasn't thinking, like, obviously the single moms are single moms because they have babies. They have kids. <laughs> so obviously the kids are going to need something too. So anyway, so I'm saying this now <laughs> before God and man, like, that I want to help. So um, so whether it's it's this week, I know you guys meet on, is it Wednesdays? Um, From first and third Wednesdays of every month. Okay. Yes. So I'm saying that. So hold me to it. You I want to do something. And, uh, and yeah, so I, so people can go either to donate on the website or, um, if anybody that is listening that wants to, to help out you specifically, then they can just contact me through the, through the podcast and I can put them in touch with you. That'd be great. But, uh, yeah. That'd be great. Awesome. Well, we're about to wrap this thing up, but I need to know what is, what is your like perfect idea for fun? Oh, <laughs> like, like, first of all, you went hiking. Hang on. We got, we, we got to talk about this for like two seconds. <laughs> you went hiking and I love that you are a rebel. Obviously you're a redhead. So th there's, there's this like, you know, I'm not going to be told what to do. So I just love that one, you went on a hike yes. and two, that even when something says that like it's required, even though you know <laughs> by law it's not, you're like, I am not going to be pushed around and be told to do something that I don't have to do. So we won't, we won't disclose exactly what that is if you don't want to. But, uh, but yeah, so like, what do you, what do you do for fun? I, my, I'll tell you my favorite, anything outdoors. I love anything outdoors. I do love hiking. I love kayaking. Mm. Kayaking is so much fun. Have you ever been snow kayaking? I have never been snow kayaking, but we. We're, we're, you should YouTube. Okay. <laughs> Literally. Uh, okay, that sounds like fun. Hang gliding, probably the most fun thing I've ever done in my life. Hang gliding. Hang gliding. You've been hang gliding. Oh yes. Oh yes. Why have we not been friends before? I agree. <laughs> I want to go hang gliding. There is there is so much stuff to do but I, I like the I'm I'm more the adventure stuff yes. than than just um 
you shopping? Oh my right. gosh, just put a bullet in my head. I ain't <laughs> shopping. No, no, put no, me outside. Yeah, put me outside. Um, That's man, what I love. How old were you when you went hang gliding? I was uh, 40. I was 40 yes. something because that's so that, I'm not too old. <laughs> no, not at all. That's that's what I did for my 40 40th birthday adventure oh was went hang gliding. Yeah. Well, if you want to go again, hey, I'm you game. got somebody to go. With. I'm game. Wow. Okay. So, what is what's probably one of like the best pieces of advice that you've ever received and um, and just taken to heart, and maybe it's transformed or altered the way that you think or live. Worry is a waste of time. Mm. Mm. And it truly is. Yeah. And the older I get, the less I worry. That is a young per- young people do that because they've got too much time. When you get older, wow. you realize what a waste of time that is. Wow. You just said a mouthful right there. <laughs> we worry, or and kids especially if they're not like you know that they're not brought up to to work and to get outside and do something mm-hmm. they're just on their phones or <laughs> whatever being lazy um speaking to myself too sometimes but yeah but we worry when we have too much time on our hands mm-hmm. and it's a waste of time mm-hmm. wow man just chew on that for me. <laughs> um what's what's like one of the worst pieces of advice that you've ever gotten that you were like forget that <laughs> um the worst piece of advice that i've ever gotten <laughs> My mother told me one time, uh, in fact, when I went out, uh, my first date with with my now husband, she said, um, she said, well, have a good time, but don't laugh. (laughs) I said, what? She said, Brenda, I didn't want to tell you this. Now, I'm in my my 50s when I'm dating him, okay? Uh, No, I was in my 40s. I'm in my 40s when I'm dating him. And she said, I didn't want to tell you this, but you really laugh loud. And it might, it might offend somebody. <laughs> and you know what? It, I, and I looked at her and I said, well, mom, pretty sure I'm going to laugh at some point. And if my laugh or anything about me offends him, then he needs to be on his way. So... Uh, and you don't, didn't really want a relationship with her husband anyway, no, so you were like, hey, if that's it, bye. <laughs> Next. No. Well, she told you not to laugh. She told me not to laugh. Can you believe that? Left that, her. that was a terrible piece of advice. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm sure your mom had some, some other great pieces of advice. But we need to laugh more. And especially exactly. in uh, the last year that we've probably laughed less and worried more there you go uh, than we may have ever done in our life and or at least maybe just me <laughs> it's been my life it's been tough but uh, but wow you have definitely spoken into into my life today and encouraged me and I'm just thankful that you invited me into your home I cooked through lunch and uh, you know just was willing because we had talked about doing this podcast several months ago I feel like mm-hmm. and um and just you know time and, and things got in the way but I think that today was perfect and the weather's perfect to be able to see the sun yeah. going through the sunroom. And um, so I'm just, I'm encouraged and excited about the, the feedback that we're going to get from people that listen to this and uh, and just the impact that hopefully you'll see with with your local community and um, the help that you'll get there. And then just stuff that we won't even, ever even know about, but even just somebody's heart being um, just more tender and more compassionate towards people that they can't, they can't 
be in their shoes. They don't know what it's like, but they can at least um, just be more compassionate toward them, more graceful. So, is there anything else that, that you want to talk about? Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad you came, Catherine. Well, this has been fun. Thank you. Well, thank you. And we're going we're gonna to do more fun things. <laughs> Not just podcasts, but we're going to, I don't know, adventurous things, dangerous things. <laughs> But awesome. All right. Thanks for listening to Church Talks, everybody. Hope you guys have a fantastic day. And-